going on, everybody? Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Welch Report with me, Jean Luc Welch. And get excited, clap it up, because we are finally here. We are less than a day away from the biggest fight in all of boxing, not just of this year, but of the past decade. One of the most impactful fights to tell the story of this era of boxing. Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Bud Crawford for the undisputed welterweight title. Oh, you've heard everybody else's talk, everybody else's jawing at each other, all the other hullabaloo around this fight, and now it's my turn. Oh, yes, it is to give you my thoughts and opinions on who I think is going to win this fight and how this could potentially play out. Oh, man, I was fortunate enough to be right in the end-of-way prediction. Yes, I was. Thankfully, I didn't, didn't blow up in my face, <laughs> and I could have been wrong, but hey, I got it right down to a T. Let's see if I can do it again, but we always do this on this channel, breaking down fights, giving my unbiased opinions, analysis, and giving what I think is going to happen and transpire, but of course, the boxing world is so unknown, and it's so changing, ever-changing as time goes on. We don't know what may happen, but this is just my two cents on the matter. Hopefully, you'll like and hopefully, you'll listen. So, without further ado, leave a like on the video, comment your thoughts and opinions, subscribe to the channel, and please share with everybody that you know so we can build up this empire together. This is going to be a shorter episode because it's only dedicated to the predictions between Spence and Crawford. So, without further ado, you know what time it is. It's the biggest time to step into the ring. That's right, ring the bell, the biggest bell that we've had on this channel. And let's get it started with round one of this show, breaking down the matchup between the two. What is it that each fighter is going to bring to the table and that, what they're going to go up against in terms of Spence versus Crawford? Well, let's break down Spence, the current unified welterweight champion. One of his biggest assets and skills that he brings to this table is his motor and consistent pressure. We know Spence to be a legitimate juggernaut. We, I, I call him a tank, or maybe a juggernaut is the apt description for him because the cat just keeps coming forward and constantly on the offensive irregardless of what anybody else in his way tries to do to stop him he is one of the best again pressure fighters in the game due to his ability to have a constant at game plan to consistently come forward with his offensive pressure, with his power, and one of the biggest things that people may not talk about as much, his stamina, his ability to be able to have that same level of pressure from round one to round 12 without faltering at all is something that no opponent has been able to sway and no opponent has been able to stop. He is like an incoming train. You cannot get him off his tracks irregardless of what you do. He is an impending inevitable force that will constantly run over you every chance regardless excuse me of what you try to do to get off the tracks it is just almost an a foregone conclusion you know how he's going to fight you know how he's going to come to you and yet you can't do a thing about it because he is so good in fact one could argue one of the best at having a game plan that is unshakable that's what he is. He's one of the few boxers in the world today where his game plan is unmovable. You can't do anything about it. It is, it is outright destruction from the jump 
on the same path against every single opponent, irregardless of style. And he still is consistently able to run through everybody in his way. That's one of the biggest skill sets that he brings to the table. On top of his phenomenal chin, which again, we haven't seen this brother hurt a lot. He may have gotten hurt against Ugas. You could argue he got stunned against Kel Brook when they fought against each other. But even still, outside of those two instances, maybe a third that I can't that can't come to mind at this moment in time. He is a cat that can take a punch and keep on going, adding to his juggernaut level status of the impending doom coming on opponents. That is one of the, arguably, one of the most uh, uh, pivotal, and maybe the X factor in this thing will be his chin. Whether or not anything that Terrence Crawford can do will actually affect him when he gets hit. This is not disrespect or a, 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 a downplaying Crawford's power because it is real don't get it wrong but again spencer's ability to be able to take punches and recover mind you this is a cat that hasn't been down in his career at least to my recollection he's been stunned but he hasn't been down to my recollection this this could that could be a legitimate x factor in this fight if he is able to indeed continue to walk through shots like he's been doing throughout his entire career. I'm not saying this is the cat that just eats punches just because they don't got no defense. No, he does have defense. This is one of the most well-rounded boxers in the entire world. Hence why this is a fight that many people say if he does win, will be put him in the pound-for-pound pound number one best in the world in other people's eyes. Again, you already heard my take on that with the inner reaction and, and my whole thing with inner being number one, but even still, it's legitimately a good reason for why they would have him at number one, because if he's able to pull this off, my goodness, it would be incredible. One of those X factors could be, if he's able to have that juggernaut level status and he keep his chin so granite-like in this fight, hey, this could be the one of the keys to victory. And also, because of that, and maybe something that people don't talk about enough, is his jab. Errol Spence Jr.'s jab is one of the best jabs in the entire world, regardless of weight class. It is so strong, powerful, consistent, and disrupting to whatever the other opponent wants to do. It's a jab that can be a range finder. It can, it's a jab that can be a distractor. It's a jab that more so, like I said, is a disruptor because it will stop your forward momentum and cause you to go back just by the sheer force that it always comes out of. It's always strong. It's always on target. More often than not, it's to the head than it is to the body, which I would like for him to go to the body a little more with that jab, at least in this fight against somebody who's a mover like Terrence Crawford. However, even with that being said, maybe he doesn't even need to go to it because he's been so consistent throughout his entire career. Having the ability to use that jab as a deterrent and as a ram to consistently break down the door of the opposing opposition to the point that it will just make it make so many openings and completely push them off balance. It is a phenomenal jab that has so many weapons because of who's throwing it and how his technique is so great when throwing it. It gives him so many options to use as a means to essentially create whatever game plan he wants because of how adept he is at being so multifaceted with it. He can come forward with it. He can come backwards with it. He can stop everything that you're doing with the jab alone. That's how great his jab is. And that can be a very real factor in this fight in disrupting the footwork of Terrence Bud Crawford. And on top of that, 
one of the biggest things about him is his power. I've talked about it multiple times in, this, in, in his skill set with Earl Spencer Jr., but let me hone in on it. I've said this in the past. I had a breakdown on this fight about a year ago but when it was supposedly getting ready to happen, even when it didn't happen. But Earl Spence Jr.'s power is something that we see from the likes of a David Benavides. It's a bludgeoning weapon. It's not a type of power that will knock you out just flat out with one shot. He can, but that's not what his power has been seen to do to opponents. It is a power, more often than not, that stops opponents because of it's just bone rattling, bone shaking. Constantly, you feel it everywhere you get hit, through your block, on your hip, even shoot in your back with how just strong he is. Spencer's overall frame and outright strength is so much in an opposing force, it will, again, cause people and multiple opponents to crumple under the weight of that power because, like David Benavidez, it constantly breaks you down throughout the fight. As the rounds go on, you feel it more and more and more, and it doesn't waver at all. So if anything, for the opponent, it feels like you're getting stronger in terms of Spence while they're getting weaker, all because it's just chipping away at your very being, at your very humanity. That is what Spence's power can do for him in this fight against Terrence Crawford constantly, like he did against Danny Garcia, like he did against Kel Brook, and like he's done against multiple opponents throughout his career, as well as Jordanis Ugas, who he absolutely destroyed and just broke down to kingdom come. We saw what happened to his face. That is the power that Errol Spence brings to the table. He will break them down, beat them up into submission, and that can potentially be what we see coming into this fight with Terrence Crawford. But then on the flip side, you have to look at somebody like Terrence Bud Crawford and what he brings to the table. And what he brings is, first off, switch hitting. One of the best switch hitters, not just of this era, but of all time. His ability to fight both at orthodox and southpaw, using that as a multitude weapon, not just to confuse opponents, but also to have ability to find out where your weak points are in both stances to be able to break you up. And not, not break you down in terms of like with Spence, but more so precisely pick you apart with the small openings that you show in both stances. That's one of the things that has made Terrence Crawford so hard to fight against is because of the fact that that switch stance isn't just a means to have a different form of attack. It's a means to get a fully well-rounded scope of everything that you do wrong in order for him to pounce on it and use, which comes to the next point, his instinct. He's one of the most instinctual fighters. Teddy Atlas said this, and I said this for multiple years, and I stand by that as well. In watching him fight, he is one of the best, most instinctual fighters that we have in boxing today. His ability to understand what to do and when to do it at a moment's notice is so far and away better than anybody else in today's game. It's almost unfair. It legitimately boggles my mind how he's able to, in a split second, make the right decision or make a decision that maybe none of us even thought of in watching him in the ring and all of a sudden he comes out as pure gold because it was the right decision though unorthodox that's what he is able to do with his ability to just understand the sweet science and understand exactly when to do a move that maybe is wrong 
similar to Royce Jones Jr., but it's actually right for the situation. We just didn't see it, and his opponent may not see it either. And because that's the case, his instincts could be his X factor in being able to take advantage and win this fight due to him being able to consistently do the right thing when seemingly there is no option. That is one of the biggest skills that Crawford has on top of the fact that this is one of the best finishers in the game. Spence is a great finisher, phenomenal finisher. I'm not taking anything away from him. We've seen the mean streaks and the ability for Spence to be able to take out opponents. But with Terrence Crawford, it is a level above, and that is objectively true. He has been called arguably the best finisher in the game up up in the ranks with people like a Deontay Wilder, like a Nuroya Inoue, and like even other finishers of the past. He, at least con concretely today, can be seen as the best finisher in boxing today. If he does, in fact, get Spence hurt, it might be it. And I mean, it could be finished, done. That's one of the biggest things. His ability to get that next kind of killer instinct that is so vicious and so consistently dominant. Mind you, he's had, what, what 10? Is, is it 10? Is, is it 10 knockouts that he's had? Of opponents, I know he's got a string, and I do mean a string of knockouts over the past, uh, I believe, eight to ten fights in his career of recent note. And he's got about almost 30 in his career with his 39 victories. He is one of the best finishers in boxing, bar none. And let's say Spence does get hurt, and let's say his chin can't withstand the onslaught of Terrence Crawford. Well, we could be looking at a cat that one shot may end it all. That is a legitimate factor because we've seen him do this before on multiple occasions. And finally, Crawford's ability to evolve in the fight. Understand this about Terrence Crawford. We talk about all the other intangible skill sets that he has at his disposal. But his ability to constantly evolve and change as a fight goes on is arguably his biggest weapon. It's and, and it's because of the fact that just like Spence is a train and a juggernaut that will not get off of his path of destruction and has one game plan that is so dominant nobody can move him off of it, Crawford is in that same vein, but with his ability to be creative, with his ability to change, with his ability to constantly show new facets of his game as a fight is in, taking place with between rounds, in the middle of rounds. It's insane. And it can be something that maybe Spence has never faced before. Well, not only Spence has never faced it to this degree, because he's faced opponents that can't evolve. He hasn't faced he hasn't faced it to the degree that somebody like a Terrence Crawford can. And that could be a factor that makes Spence maybe see an element that he wasn't expecting from Terrence Crawford. Because Crawford is a cat that constantly will all of a sudden show a new facet of his game that maybe we have never seen before at the drop of a hat if it needs be, because he's consistently done it throughout his entire career. All of these things make this such a compelling fight. It is literally the unstoppable force of Terrence Bud Crawford versus the immovable object that is Errol Spence Jr., a clash of absolutes who will succumb, who will no longer be absolute, who will crumble and crack under the weight of two Again, absolute forces 
clashing against each other. It is a phenomenal fight. And who exactly is going to win? Let's talk about it right now and break it down. How Spence can win this fight is the fact that, like we said earlier, Spence can use his bludgeoning power to break down Terrence Crawford, specifically going to the body. If he can take away the feet of Terrence Crawford to take away the movability of somebody as slick and as creative and as fancy of footwork that Terrence Crawford is, some of the best footwork in the game, he will have the ability to now force this into a legitimate firefight, force this into a stand and bang type of affair that he likes to do, which adds and complements his aggressive juggernaut-like style of bludgeoning shots, hooks, uppercuts to the body, into the head, and just constantly chipping away, chipping away, chipping away at the armor and the health and the overall ability to fight of Terrence Crawford or it could go another way where Terrence Crawford obliges into that fight from the get-go. We know this is, we compare this to Hagler Hearns, Roberto Duran, Tommy Hearns, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard versus Roberto Duran. Multiple fights where it's just been stand and bang level action, toe-to-toe. Terrence Crawford, we know he loves to go to war, and we know Errol Spence loves to go to war. Terrence Crawford could, sh- could say, forget all that mess of being fleet of foot. We're going to stand right here, and we're going to fight outright. If that does happen, that could be a very advantageous thing for Errol Spence Jr. in this fight because now you don't got to chase him down. You don't got to use up stamina. Even though you got an unlimited tank if you're Errol Spence Jr., you don't got to use that up to go try to track and corner and cut off the ring of Terrence Crawford. You can just go straight to A. You want to go? We can go. That could lead to a quick night for either fighter, but that would be in favor, in my estimation, of somebody like an Errol Spence Jr. On top of that, we could see Spence's continued offense and his jab be able to dictate what Spence is going to do. Very few things have been able to make Errol Spence, or excuse me, very few things have been able to make Terrence Crawford curtail to what the opponent is trying to do. Normally, it's been... Terrence Crawford has been having to adapt and then overcome, but now this could be a weapon that he may not be able to adapt to with the jab, and it could be so controlling that we may see Crawford potentially not have an answer. I'm not saying that's likely. I'm saying understanding the two high-level skill sets of these two boxers, that is a legitimate factor that can come into play. If Crawford cannot find a way around that jab, and if, in fact, that jab becomes a legitimate deterrent for Crawford, regardless of whether he's switching stances or not, now you could be seeing a situation where if Spence is able to be the stalker that we know that he is, and again, the impending doom that he's been on multiple opponents, with that jab being essentially the rod of, 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 of demarcation, for what Crawford can and can't do, we could be looking at a way that this could go to a decision or potentially set up a potential knockout for L. Spence Jr. That absolutely can happen. And on top of that, because Spence's power and technique never fades throughout the fight, we could be seeing Spence's power break down and essentially overcome Crawford's creativity. That's what could happen with this fight because since Spence is religiously a consistent threat due to the fact that he never not only loses himself but also is never out of gas and never going into his reserves and is able to consistently throw a barrage of punches from round 1 to 12 
that could well on the smaller frame of Terrence Crawford. I'm not saying it is it is a drastic difference between Spence and Crawford in terms of size, but I am saying it is a legitimate factor and it could be enough because Spence is the bigger man. Spence is the outright stronger man. Spence is the man with the more physically imposing attributes and the outright power that is more in his favor than with Crawford. And because of that, we could be seeing what happened with David Benavidez against Caleb Plant, where David Benavidez just kept coming forward and just said, forget your footwork, and just constantly opened up on the inside and eventually broke down and submitted Plant into his technique got lax, his footwork got slow, his head movement essentially went out the window and he essentially became cannon fodder for whatever the world Benavidez wanted to do. That is a potential outcome that we could see. And the way that I could see Spence winning this fight, if it does indeed go that to that extent, either it will be by split decision or by late stoppage in probably the 11th round, knowing how Spence likes to operate. That's what I could see happening. Those would be the main ways I could see Spence win. But for who I think is actually going to win, my prediction is Terrence Crawford to win this fight. Reason being is because of the fact that, like I said earlier, that all-encompassing ability to dissect opponents because of his ability to switch stances and see openings from both sides of the coin, orthodox and southpaw, that is going to be a legitimate X factor that I could see Terrence Crawford having the ability to find things to exploit as the fight goes on. And as he gets more comfortable, as he sees more openings and flaws and opportunities in Spencer's game, if they do open up, we could see him then become the Crawford that is all out. The, 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 the Crawford that is creative, fully being able to use his footwork to be able to take advantage of those angles of those openings. On top of that, one of the biggest things about Terrence Crawford is the fact that, and I talked about this in my breakdown about a year ago, he has another gear to him. I talked about the gear that he goes to when it comes to killer instinct. I understand that when it comes to finishing off opponents. But I'm talking about another gear when he elevates his game as a whole. This is where things could get tricky for Earl Spence Jr. because of the fact that Earl Spence Jr. has not shown that he has another gear that he can reach. Now, that could be because he hasn't needed to go to another gear. Again, he's never been down before. We get that. He's been hurt, but he's never been down before. And he's been able to, with his one concrete, consistent game plan, walk through about everybody that he's gone through in the division. We understand that. With Terrence Crawford, though, we have seen him, when he gets in trouble, reach another level when needed. That is, is, a, is an, an, It is an uncanny switch flip that he's able to access that elevates every single thing about his game from speed to power to footwork to instincts all of it and I do mean all of it and it's it's something that I haven't seen from any other boxer in the world today somebody that has access to that level of changing gears what I like to call the sixth gear in their arsenal that they can reach to if necessary and if Terrence Crawford does in fact go to and he will need to go to that place in this fight if he does go to that place in this fight and when he does go to that place in this fight will it be that we see Errol Spence have to 
well, not be able to reach that same level of elevated talent. Or we could see that we could see Errol Spence Jr., his same level of pace is just as good as Terrence Crawford's elevated level of status, an elevated level of production, elevated level of all-around boxing that we know he's going to go to when it's time. So we could see that Errol Spence never needed to have that second gear because his fifth gear is just as high as Terrence Crawford's sixth gear. But if it's not, we could see Spence legitimately, legitimately in trouble because we would see a potential separation in the two skill set because as Spence stays consistent and is dominant in his consistency with Terrence Crawford going up and elevating himself and going to a new place that Errol Spence potentially won't have access to if he isn't able to get there in this fight, that could bode very badly for Errol Spence Jr. And that would be one of the main reasons why I would have Terrence Crawford winning that fight. If Spence cannot get to the level of Terrence Crawford's sixth gear and that uncanny next level that he has to his arsenal, I could see Spence potentially being outmatched late in the fight. Potentially. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that as close as this fight is, there's got to be separating standards. And this is one of them. Because we've seen Terrence Crawford go to a new place. Go to that elevated level. We've seen Terrence Crawford go to, for my anime fans out there, that Super Saiyan level, evolving beyond what they are currently. We've seen him go to, for my One Piece fans, second gear or even third gear when necessary. That's what we've seen him go to, an elevated level of production, even beyond the far and away superior skill set that he has to relatively everybody else in the division except for... Errol Spence Jr., and if he does go to that place, if he does go to that sixth gear, if he does go to that Super Saiyan level, and Errol Spence cannot reach that, we could see a very, a very potentially definitive win in the later rounds, because I think it's going to happen in the later rounds, for Terrence Crawford, because if that separation isn't able to be closed by Errol Spence Jr., it could be that Errol Spence gets outmatched. I'm not saying it's going to. I'm saying that's one of the big factors as to why I would have and why I do have, excuse me, Terrence Crawford winning this fight. But the biggest reason why I have Terrence Crawford winning this fight is because of the fact of Terrence Crawford's instincts and more specifically, his countering ability. Terrence Crawford has one of the best abilities to punch when you are vulnerable as well as in between your punches, creating countering windows when there shouldn't be countering windows. And the one thing about Errol Spence Jr.'s game, for all the, the for all the greatness that he has at his disposal, he tends to overextend on his big left hand. When he goes to throw, he will tend to overreach at times and be vulnerable for counters. The only problem is nobody else has been able to to take advantage of that opening because he's so quick to recover and he's so dangerous. You don't want to get into his range. However, with Terrence Crawford being the countering savant that he is and being the precise knockout artist that he is, if Errol Spence Jr. does overcommit egregiously like we've seen him do 
over the course of his career. I'm not saying it's been a detriment. I'm saying it has been a vulnerability that nobody's been able to actively over or rather actively take advantage of, not overcome, but take advantage of. And we know Terrence Crawford is the man if anybody else in the division has the ability to. He's the man to take advantage of that one egregious opening in Earl Smith Jr.'s game. And because that's the case, coupled with his out-of-this-world instincts, some of the best instincts in all of boxing, all time, we could see Errol Spence potentially getting knocked out as, again, shocking as they may as this may sound, we could see a potential one-hitter-quitter right with that big left hand of Terrence Crawford off of the counter. As crazy, as crazy as it sounds. It sounds insane, but it's the truth. And I think that will be the biggest differentiating factor in this fight. We understand Errol Spence can, can win in the mid-range and can win with his jab and can win with his outright power and size and with his constant motor and never-ending stamina. Oh, he can overwhelm Terrence Crawford. I understand that. But since this is a fight that both people are willing to go to war in, I said that Errol Spence Jr., his best way to win would be if he's able to get him to stand in front of him. And Terrence Crawford will oblige that whether he's tired or not. We can see that happening from the jump of this fight. Like I said earlier in the breakdown of how Spitz can win this fight. But with that being said, even though that's how Spitz can win, that can also be a prime time for Crawford to be able to counter in the midst of those exchanges as well as off of if Spitz overextends on his big shot, specifically his jab and his big straight left hand. Both of those situations are situations that Terrence Crawford can end the fight just like that. Just like that. And as shocking as it may seem, we could see Terrence Crawford's ability to be instinctual and his countering ability coupled with his pinpoint power that's gotten him 30 knockouts in his career with a string of knockouts over the past couple fights. We could see this be a one-hitter-quitter situation where either in between the shots of exchanges, he gets Spence hurt, or off of a lunging straight left from Errol Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford is able to close the distance and counter with his own straight left, flush on the chin or flush on the temple, or it could be even a hook with his lead right hand and potentially knock him out. That's what could it legitimately happen. And that's what I'm picking to happen. As close as this fight is, I'm picking Terrence Crawford to win either by split decision, and I mean razor close, split decision, razor close. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was a draw, if the fight goes as close as I think it's going to go. But if Terrence Crawford does win, I could see it by razor thin split decision or 11th round KO off of a counter from Spence overextending and overreaching off of that big straight left hand and Crawford being able to counter off of it. That's what I could see happening. But this is a fight that regardless of how you think it's going to go, it's so unpredictable. It is so unpredictable. This is one of the most 50-50 type fights that I've been alive to experience in my life. This is a defining fight of my generation of boxing. This is the defining fight that will tell the history 
of this sport or help tell the history of this sport and what it is. And I'm so glad that they got rematch clauses so that they can fight again if this is just as good as I think it's going to go. Oh, I can't wait for the rematch already and the fight ain't even started. This is an incredible affair. This is an incredible fight that I can't wait to see happen. And my prediction definitively is Terrence Crawford either by razor thin split decision or knockout in the 11th round off of an off of a counter from Spence overextending on his big left hand or his jab. That's what I got in this fight. But please, in the comments, tell me how you feel. Tell me who you think is going to win. And tell me why you think I'm wrong or you think I'm right. But and whatever you do, please enjoy this fight. Enjoy the show. Get active in the comments. Get excited. Help build up the anticipation. And whatever you do, be prepared to see an absolute war between these two fighters. So this has been another episode, very brisk episode, but a very necessary episode of the Welch Report. I've been John LeQuest. You've been beautiful. Like we always say, leave a like on the video, comment your thoughts and opinions, subscribe to the channel, and, some, and share the channel with everybody that you know so we can build up this empire together. Well, we are available on Spotify. Don't forget to check out my show, The Neutral Corner, on for ESPN on Spotify as well. Just search The Neutral Corner with John LeQuest. You'll find me and you'll find my show and everything I've got to offer on that. I've been John LeQuest. You all been beautiful. Can't wait for this fight, my goodness. Peace and love. We are out of here.